let's talk about this. The, we're going to talk about the second episode of Dance Moms that came out. Ooh, let me pull this fact out of the thin air really quick. <laughs> July 20th of 2011. Um, the, the Dance Moms wiki says, after a low-scoring pop routine in Phoenix, the team heads to conservative Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Abby readies the girls for a group number called Electricity, hoping to spice up their image. The girls are clad in provocative costumes that has the mom on edge. It should say that half because costumes is plural, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Anyway, so there's a lot going on in this episode. There's lots of different opinions that are going on in this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, And just like Abby Lee Miller always starts the episodes with a pyramid, which we're going to get into today because it's not really a pyramid. We are going to give some more um, into the segment that we started last week of like the pyramid of like what's going on in the world right now. Um, I'm going to have to come up with a catchier name for it eventually. (laughs) Um, But things on the bottom of the pyramid. Do you want to start? Sure. What do you have on the bottom Um, of the pyramid? Okay. On the bottom of the pyramid for me is how to look at an Instagram or Mm. Twitter or whatever. Mm -hmm. You have to have an account. I'm like y'all, oh, it's the internet, my guy. I should just, just be able to look at just stuff. Just let me look. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, but like <laughs> that they're like, well, if you're gonna creep on Justin Bieber, he needs to, be able to creep on you. You yeah. gotta have an account. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. is very frustrating. Or like, like uh, if I'm looking at like a reference picture and it's on Pinterest, yep, I can't, and I see the picture in my Google image results, and when I click on the picture, it wants me to set up a Pinterest account. Super annoying. I, in the same vein of social media, I've been seeing a lot on, I know you're not a social media person, but on TikTok, there's like, there's a larger conversation about astrology Mm. and like people's zodiac signs and the planets and all these things. And the thing that's been like bugging me the most is that like, so this idea in astrology is that if the, if Mercury, the planet Mercury is in the stage of retrograde, things are terrible. Mm-hmm. So people will talk about like, oh, is Mercury in retrograde because, you know, of these things that happened to me during my life this week or whatever. And a lot of people on TikTok specifically have been like, I know that the microwave is in Gatorade, but blah, blah, blah. And it is so frustrating to me because it's like the Gen Z version of when millennials were like, I identify as an attack helicopter. <laughs> like, stop it. You're taking something that is really important to some people like gender identity or you know astrology and being like that's stupid it just like is so annoying to me like i know that i literally heard someone say on tiktok i know that the microwave is in the gatorade and i was like that is so like it's it's almost just disrespectful a it's not funny because you're just swapping out words there's no joke you're just saying it wrong this is weird (laughs) and then also like there are people who very genuinely believe you know in these types of patterns so like don't take that away from other people like that's stupid so yeah, that do you have anything else for the to make it an even Ooh. three mm-hmm. on the bottom of the pyramid? <laughs> an, even an even three. three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, let me think. <laughs> I saw a tweet. You you can see however many tweets before you log in. This is one right. of my like, it's like five. those free articles on this is Wall like Street one of my Journal. five tweets I was allowed to see. It was <laughs> yeah. like I'm I'm pretty sure Kevin Porter retweeted this. <laughs> Shout out like, front of the podcast, Kevin <laughs> Porter. It was like I love saying, hmm, let me think, and then not thinking. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, like, stressing. That's like, me right now. My mind is just like, <laughs> let me think. <laughs> or the Buick music. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I don't. I don't have, instead of pretending else? to think, you don't have anything no. else. I think I, this is kind of in, like, the, the, lower level to like the middle level also have you heard adele's new song Mm-mm. by the time we're recording this on october 17th so a couple of like two days ago i think on friday the i think it was the 15th that she released a new single called easy on me and i'm putting it on the lower middle levels only because the song is so good that she had to go through something really terrible to get yeah, to that place yeah so it's not her music that's there it's like her ex-husband because they're like she really had to go through mm-hmm. a number to like wow. get to where that is so it's like more of like adele's ex-husband he yeah. is belonging on the bottom of the bottom middle levels of the pyramid because that yeah that song is super super moving and i think she's coming out with an album i believe at the end of the month mm-hmm. and if this single is any indicator of the rest of that album 
I mean, yeah, Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift, too. Yeah, like it's gonna yeah. mess like everybody's yeah. plans up. <laughs> Did you see that Taylor Swift is moving the release of the red Taylor's mm-hmm. version? She's moving that up a week, and people are like, "Oh, is it because Adele's album is gonna drop?" It's gonna oh, like too much. it probably. And I, Adele and Taylor are not friends, but like I know they've talked in the past. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense for her to be like, let's each one of us have our yeah. own thing. Cause they're not really competition. Like that's the millennial Gen Z crossover audience that uh-huh. like they're, they're sharing an audience. So it doesn't make sense for them to release at the same time and be competitors. Right. So it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, do you have anything at the top of the pyramid? At the top of the pyramid? Or do you have anything or, in the middle? In the middle, I do. Um, okay. So have you, or any listeners at home? <laughs> <laughs> My year of rest and relaxation. No. <gasps> okay. It is Who's so it good. It's, I don't want to just butcher the pronunciation of her name. Otesha Moshveg. Okay. Otessa Moshveg, I believe. Apologies if I pronounced that incorrectly, <laughs> which I probably did. Sorry. <laughs> My bad, not <laughs> yours. <laughs> um, anyways, it's an amazing book that I read like a year ago. Um, and it just, it took so much out of me. I'm not even going to like try to go into the storyline because everybody should just read it. But it's like. Is this, it a novel? It's a novel. And oh, so it's, it's not like a self-help. No. My year of biblical woman. No, oh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, gotcha. No, no. Um, but it's basically about this woman who lives in, I believe, New York. And she like goes on a quest to just like numb herself of all the stressors Mm. of the outside world. And so she gets to the point where she's medicating herself to where she sleeps for like seven days, then wakes up and like eats a pizza and then goes back to sleep for like a whole week. But it's really amazing. Anyways, it came out several years ago and right when it came out, somebody got the movie rights to it. Mm -hmm. And so I keep remembering that and then being like, Oh my gosh, when's the movie coming out? And then Mm -hmm. Googling it and there's nothing. And I'm like, so, so anyways, it's a good book. It's an amazing book. But like but, the... But like why? Yeah. There, did you ever read the book, There's Someone Inside Your House? Uh-uh. So I read it last year. It's really good. It's like a scary book. Um, but not in like a Stephen King, like, keep you up at night kind yeah. of way. But in just like a like a classical, like spooky, there's someone inside your house kind of way. And they turn it into a movie. And I watched it last week. And when I tell you almost everything is different. I, I think they kept the title <laughs> and like the loose structure of the plot, but like the killer's motivation, uh, the kids names, like everything is different. Oh, it's, it's so frustrating. It's like, um, little fires everywhere. Did you read that book? No, oh, okay. I that, heard all about it though, book, but I was never into the it. The book is so good. And then Reese Witherspoon made it into a show mm-hmm. on Hulu, mm-hmm. and it was not that good. Maybe that was just because I had read the book. Yeah, it's kind of like I saw Dear Evan Hansen in the theater, and I was like, I what? Okay, I, are you pro okay. Evan or anti so Evan? I did not even really know what it was about. Sure. Like, I'm not familiar with the soundtrack or the storyline, so sure. I saw it and I was like, the movie. I saw, saw the, the movie. movie. I was like, oh, I really enjoyed that. But uh-huh. I think that's because it was my first exposure to sure, the Sure, it was the movie. Yeah. Um, I hate that musical. Oh, really? I hate that musical. It's won a ton of awards. It's been Platt's vehicle to, like, um, pop culture mm-hmm. fame. Uh, the plot is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And the message that you go home with is if you tell a lie that's good enough, does anybody really care if it's a lie? That's what it is. And it's like, yeah. it. I have heard a lot of people say like, well, that musical is really important because it reminds people that you're not alone. That is the exact opposite of what's going on in that musical. Mm-hmm. He is lying because he is alone. And so if you're walking away, this is just my opinion, but like if you are walking away from the musical with the sense of like, you know what? People really are together. That That's a lie. That's the whole point is that it's a lie. But I don't know if that's how I'm interpreting it or if that's how they meant it or like what the deal is because when they sing, um, you will be you will found, be found yeah. that is so ironic because Evan's lying. Yes. Yeah. It, so I, it's like, are you being ironic? Is it so ironic that people don't get it or, or am I just like 
too cynical to have hope in anybody anymore. <laughs> like, I, I just don't get, it's too convoluted for me yeah. to enjoy. Cause I don't know, am I supposed to take what's going on literally mm-hmm. and understand that it's mm-hmm. a lie? Am I supposed to suspend disbelief and just not pay attention to the lie? Because he's lying. Right. Like that's not ever yeah. really talked about is he's just like, I made, you know, it was like a story. I, no, it was a lie dog. It was a lie. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I can't stand. And I, I work in theater, but like, I I just can't do it. I think Ben Platt's great. And I think the music, the soundtracks or the soundtracks, the songs stand alone are really good, like songs by themselves. Mm -hmm. And like, you will be found makes me cry every time. I'm not saying it doesn't, but the story, the book, like doesn't make any sense Mm. to me. Yeah. So I, anti, (laughs) anti Dear Evan Hansen. I think that story sucks. (laughs) I just do. I think it's trash. I saw it. I read, and I read the, they turned it into a novel. The oh, novel is really good because it allows for that nuance mm-hmm. and it asks those types of questions and you hear more. There's a, a character named Connor who we find out like maybe 15 minutes into the musical commit suicide. And mm-hmm. so the, the book allows for more backstory about Connor. So that, you know, adds a, another character essentially yeah. that we don't really know because in, in Dear Evan Hansen, Evan only interacts with Connor as like a figment of his imagination, mm-hmm. not as a real character. So in the book, you do see him as a real character. Um, so I think the book was the vehicle. I think that was the medium it should have been. I don't yeah. think it should have been a musical because you only have like two and a half to three hours. You don't have, you know, right. three to 400 pages. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Excuse me. So that's just my opinion. Do you have anything at the top of the pyramid? Uh- I do. At the very, very top, I'm going to put Andrew Garfield just for existing. I love him. (laughs) (laughs) Is he doing anything? He's doing something new. I saw it and I thought of you. What is he doing that's new? Well, he just... um, (laughs) The words I was about to say did not make sense. It's okay. I'm with you. (laughs) Um, He was just in (laughs) the eyes of Tammy Faye, which was amazing. So good. But he... I keep saying, like, he is about to release, like, he's not producing these films. He's about to be in. <laughs> They're about to release um, Tick, Tick, Boom. That's and what it was. he is playing the main person whose name I can't remember. I am so, yes. so excited. Vanessa Hudgens is in that movie. Yes. Um, I did not know Andrew Garfield could sing. I feel I, like I'm really, you know, being thrown for a loop but in yeah. a good way. Yeah. Um, anyways, love him. Love that. I think he... Seriously, he's 20 years older than me. I think he's 38 years yeah, old. Yeah, he's pretty old. But, <laughs> but that's I, fine. But whatever. Um, I just want to be friends, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know Call you me. listen to a podcast. podcast. <laughs> um, there's a, a series of, uh, that, of videos that a girl I follow on TikTok is doing that's called What They Have Sex With a Fat Girl. And she goes through all these different men of like, this person would only be intimate with someone who is like conventionally attractive. And she got to Andrew Garfield and she like looks at the picture and she looks at the camera and she goes, absolutely he would. And I was like, yes. The, just the fact that he gives off that energy yes. is great. Like she gets to Harry Styles and she goes, I really want to say yes, but I think no. You know, she goes yeah. to like all these different people. She gets to Jesse McCarty and she's like, absolutely he would not. <laughs> no way. And then she goes to Andrew Garfield and she's like, yes. I was like, oh, I love glad him. he gives off that vibe. Love him. Um, my top of the pyramid this week is kind of gross. Hydrocolloid band-aids. Have you heard about these mm-hmm. things? They're like, do you know about those pimple patches? Yep. It's that, but in like a band-aid form. Ooh. So I can't, I don't know which one is like, um, a repurposing of the other. I don't know which came first, yeah. but you can buy pimple patch, like, medicine like whatever's in it as like a band-aid and so i took a trip up to like a camping ground recently and i got really bad bug bites mm. and if the bug bite is like scabbing over or like getting gross you just put one of those things on it and i did i put it on my my bug bite and left it there for almost like a day like 24 hours and by the time i peeled it up all like it was flat Amazing. all of the stuff that makes bug bites itchy was pulled out and I have like four of them all over me. And I was like, shouts out because they were, they were like itchy and just annoying. Mm-hmm. And then I like peeled that up and I was like, oh, don't have to wait like six weeks for that bug bite to go away. Yeah. Cause it's gone. Top of the pyramid for me. Magic. Truly. Magic, magic, magic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so we've already talked about your exposure to dance moms. We've already talked about your experience with the arts. So we have like a point of reference yes, for that already. Just as a reminder, I was one of Ursula's tentacles in my yes. middle school production of yes. Little Mermaid Junior. Just, I will be signing autographs later. Um, <laughs> feel free to message me. So I don't feel free to Venmo me. I don't know. On social media, but if you find a way to contact me via carrier <laughs> pigeon or smoke signal, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> um, okay, so we're back in the studio that we were in last week. Um, Abby is talking about the upcoming week and then also reminds the kids of how terrible they were last week. The group got third place last week, um, and so she starts, I, it is set up that she's about to just go down the line with, like, what did you do wrong? Mm-hmm. What did you do wrong? That doesn't happen. She starts with Nia, who Nia has not done anything except exist. Right. She did not, her mom hasn't, up until this episode, hasn't said anything. Mm-hmm. Like, last week, Holly just kind of existed. Nia was just there. So she starts, and Nia's like, what'd you do wrong? <laughs> and Nia's like, my feet could have been straighter. And she's like, yeah, they could have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really condescending, really terrible. Um, and then that's it. That's all she, she doesn't really ask about anybody else, what anybody else could have done. But she does, because heaven forbid, she forgets to mention this. Chloe's headband falling down in front of her eyes last week. Yep. She brings that up and publicly shames her. Chloe's like, it could have been prevented. Sorry. You know. (laughs) You're like, okay. And what was I'm seven years old. Yeah, exactly. My mom put it in my hair, so I can't really do anything about it. Whatever. Um, So then she talks about this upcoming week. They're going to StarQuest because of course that's what it's called in the Lancaster, Pennsylvania. The new group number that they're doing is called Electricity. Um, Then she goes to talk about the pyramid. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, I don't understand. It's not a pyramid. No, it's not. At this point, because like what's really iconic is like her putting those pieces of paper. I don't know if you've seen this, but pieces of paper up on the mirror mm. and then she pulls the piece of paper away and there's a headshot underneath it. Ooh. So yeah. So when you come in, you don't know where, you know, where you yeah. stand on the pyramid, but at this point, that's not what's happening. She's just like ranking it's, them in like a line. It's super well, weird. It it could be a pyramid if she would just <laughs> center a line the photos. It yeah, could, like <laughs> instead it, of left a line, it could she could be just, a pyramid. But she doesn't. <laughs> but it's, yeah, but it's not a pyramid. Also, but, sorry. No, no, keep going. Did, did you notice that Maddie was just like in a middle split during this? Oh no! <laughs> but I believe it. Like, practicing her middle splits while Abby was like you guys are awful and Maddie's just like in a split (laughs) (laughs) gotta stretch out gotta stretch um I did notice though that Maddie's the only one mentioned everyone stays where they are no one moves which is Uh anticlimactic and then she's like Maddie at the top it's Maddie was at the top last week so I don't know why you're emphasizing that also she says that the (laughs) that the on the pyramid Maddie is front and center is this a circle? <laughs> it's just kind of confusing to me. Like, what shape are we going? Are we absolutely sure we know what direction we're going? It's just very, I don't know, very weird. Maddie and Chloe are getting solos this week. Um, Melissa is like, that makes sense because my daughter is perfect. Um, and mm-hmm. Christy says, I don't like Melissa's attitude. <laughs> Apparently there's some beef going on that that uh, we are going to hear a little bit more about mm-hmm. that uh, later on. But Christy makes sure to mention that she does not like Melissa because she's seen, quote, her true colors. Yeah, I wanted some more info on that. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? what's the deal? Uh, she dismisses, Abby m- dismisses the mom to go up to the, uh, what does she call it? The, like, the observatory mezzanine. I'm like, girl, <laughs> it's a clear room. It's a room with plastic walls. Like, it's not that intense. <laughs> But they go up there um, and Melissa has this great line where she says, well, my kid is the favorite because she's the best. So <laughs> she, A, acknowledges that there is favorites, mm-hmm. which it is there or isn't there, Melissa. Because sometimes she yeah. goes back and forth. So, you know, like, what is it? And then she's like, well, my kid's the best. So she's like simultaneously acknowledging favoritism and also sliding the other kids, mm-hmm. which just in totality feels gross. Like, yep. Melissa, calm down, girl. Also, I'm going to say it again. Her daughter is eight. Like, yes. her daughter, or is maybe seven, is a child yes. at this point. Mm-hmm. And the other kids are also children. Mm-hmm. So not really sure, like, what your intentions are to just, like, stack them up like that. But, right. like, calm down, girl. Um, Abby talks us about how her mom was a dance teacher. She realized at a young age that she was a be- that she was better as a choreographer, not as a performer. And I'm wondering if she realized that because her mom 
was really rude to her and was like, you suck. Like, <laughs> I'm wondering how that real, like, realization, quote uh-huh. unquote, like, came to be. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It just yeah. is interesting that she's like, I just realized that. Like, well, and did she say, like, I started a studio when I was 14. Did I hear her say that? She says something, something to that effect. I think what happened was that when she was 14, she started helping her mom. And she says that that's when she started her career, but I don't think that's the date. Gotcha. Wait, did she say, hold on. She does say at 14. Okay, she does okay. drop that age. Okay. But I don't think that's real. Gotcha. I think that's a lie. <laughs> like, I mean, she's lied about a lot of stuff before legally convicted felons. So like, not really a reliable narrator. Oh man. Um, Abby, so, okay. So the whole like rub about this episode is that there's a dance number that the group number that Abby's putting together is too inappropriate for small children, which we're going to hear all about this the whole time. Mm -hmm. And the first like exposure to this issue that we have is Abby saying to Brooke, make this move look like you're 17 years old when Brooke is 13. Mm -hmm. And then to Nia, she says more, butt. it's always about the butt. So that's where we're starting. So, and it only gets worse. (laughs) Yeah. from here and the moms are kind of like this is kind of weird i don't really know what's going on but they they this is the first rehearsal for the group so i don't really know right and then melissa mentions kathy melissa who last episode says she didn't want to start any drama is like oh y'all are gonna eat kathy up she's the <laughs> so she's are you drama or are you not yeah. i just never know yeah. with melissa she melissa says um oh if you think i'm perky yeah just wait till you see Kathy, because she's a she's a lot. And Christy is like, oh god, mm-hmm. Christy's already over Melissa and her mm-hmm. her perkiness. This can uh, Kathy from the Candy Apples Dance Center that we saw, you know, very organically, as you pointed out, supernaturally, very organically yes. walking into man lessons. Yes. Yeah, everything that happens in this show is exactly what happens if you don't know there's a camera. Oh, totally, <laughs> totally, yeah. totally. um so we see a little bit of rehearsal and then we go to a costume fitting what's your experience with costume fittings as a dancer um non-existent i get a costume i try it on i say that doesn't fit and then we send it back nice (laughs) or like i take it home and sew it up but there's none of the like what do you think of this yeah Um, yeah. And there was no seamstress because Sandy, oh. the costume designer, comes in and is like making alterations. Yeah, so it's like a whole thing. Did Sandy make those costumes, or did they buy those costumes? And Sandy's like, "Oh, let me take this in a little." Bit. I think Sandy makes them. I think she says the costume designer. Interesting. Which is really sad because when the moms are critiquing them, Sandy is standing right there. <laughs> like, I don't like this outfit. It's too, it's ugly. And Sandy's just standing there. Like, like a single tear. <laughs> yeah, it just like rolls down Sandy's face. It's really sad. Uh-huh. So yeah, so the girls go to try them on and then they come out and stand on one of those like blocks. Uh-huh. Like in a T-pose. Just like, yes. look at this. Yeah. Um, what is, what's your opinion about these costumes? Let's talk about this. Um, oh gosh. What did you think about what you saw on record um, in front of America's masses? What did you think? Starting to sweat. The voice of Tucker Carlson is like, tell me. (laughs) Um, What did you think about that? Okay, I... I I am wanting to be careful to walk the line of, like body shaming totally and, like you know shaming the children because they do not choose what they wear no brooke is the oldest and she's 13 yeah everyone else is younger than 13 yeah um they accomplished the purpose that abby <laughs> set them on True. was to be like what you say like don't say sexy say skimpy. skimpy they were for sure skimpy um yeah i don't know i feel like i have a different opinion just me watch this being like oh that's weird as opposed to like a mom seeing her child i don't know it i had lots of confusing yeah it's very confusing yeah so i i also for a second want to talk about uh abby gaslights people yes and the internet doesn't know what gaslighting is because i hear people misuse it all the time do you know where the term comes from by any chance okay everybody have a seat so (laughs) the term the term (laughs) gaslighting comes from a play that's called Gaslight. Okay. And the play is about a husband and wife 
that aren't getting along. And so the husband thinks that the best way to get out of his marriage is to convince his wife that she's crazy mm. so that she'll be in a facility and they'll be able to get a divorce. This is a, a, like an old timey play. Mm-hmm. And so in order to do this, what the husband does is he turns down the gas lights in their house l- just a little bit. And the wife will look up and say, it's dimmer in here. And he goes, no, it's not. Mm. And then it gets dimmer and dimmer until it's almost pitch black in the house. And she starts having a come apart because she's like, the lights are almost off. And he's, no, they're not. What are you talking about? So gaslighting is when someone shows you evidence and says, this thing that I'm showing you is wrong. Mm-hmm. That's your, it's the way you're interpreting it. Mm-hmm. When in reality, that the lights were dim. He yeah. was doing that on purpose. That's where gaslighting, mm-hmm. that's where that comes from. And that's what Abby does because the kids come out And one, I think it's Holly maybe, or Christy says that the costumes are too sexy. And Abby says, don't say sex, ew, ew. Don't say sexy around children. Say skimpy. Mm -hmm. No, you have just been talking about how you want these kids to look hot. Mm -hmm. And whatever word you want to use, they all mean the same thing. So don't gaslight the moms into thinking that, oh, how could you possibly think this is sexy? You're putting that on your kid. That's on you. No, it's not. Like that's that making you second guess yourself and question yourself. That's what gaslighting is. And she Mm -hmm. totally does that throughout this whole episode, but mainly the most obviously in the, in this fitting room of like, ew, don't say sexy around children. That's gross. That is what you are presenting to me. And then you're telling me that I'm wrong, but it's you making Mm -hmm. me second guess myself. Um, and then we get to Kelly, who's like, I don't really know what everybody's worried about. I like these costumes. It's like, she, she totally doesn't care. Also, this is where we're going to hear this throughout the whole series. Kelly is the only person who says costume (laughs) instead of costume, costume, costume. It drives me nuts. Like, I don't know why, like, we're just sitting up in the, in the overlook doing sewing the rhinestones on their costumes mm-hmm. it, i hate it it drives me nuts i hate listening to it yep. um but she really does not know why everybody's so worked up yeah she's like i think they're fine kelly was like i was a dancer one time this is just how people dance but i think i think it's about the presentation yes not the pieces of fabric yes because we're seeing tops and bottoms. It's a two-piece, which uh-huh. most dance costumes are. <laughs> uh-huh. But we're also seeing, like, fingerless mesh, um, like, they're not even gloves because they don't go on your hands, but, like, up your arms with, like, lace. And we're seeing knee-high socks yes. and, like, frills. So it, it's not necessarily the pieces themselves, but, like, the connotation that those pieces have. Yes. And Christy yes. says prostitutes. Yeah. I was like, ooh. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yikes. It's it's not skimpy in like the amount of skin that's showing. It's skimpy in like, yeah, what you're saying. I like think the it all it almost looks like if if it were different colors, you could make the case that this is like someone you would see at a saloon. It's just, it, it's hard to, it's hard to describe if you haven't seen the picture. Right. And I'm not going to put these pictures on the internet because they don't need to be, this never needed to be on television. No. It doesn't need to be on the internet. Right. But I'm sure some, if you want to look them up, you can. It's it's just the connotation that it invokes or evokes, I should say, is just very negative. Or not negative, but it's not child appropriate. Yes. That's, that's what I'll say. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's just a lot. Um, so that was the fitting of the costumes. Um, then we see Kathy and Vivi and Kathy says, Abby requires three things for her students, time, dedication, and money. And I have all three. (laughs) She drives, she tells us, we were talking about this last week. She drives two and a half hours one way to get to Abby. So she's in the car for five hours, however many times a week. I don't want to be in the car for five hours ever. Mm -mm. I hate long car rides Mm -hmm. and to do it like, Every, like, even every weekday? Are you kidding me? That's nuts. Yeah. But she's like, I'll do it for my child. What's your opinion about Kathy and Vivi? I I wrote down in my notes, Vivi is too little, period. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like the amount of pressure Vivi's under is too much. She's six years old. Mm-hmm. And Mackenzie is also... She's also six. And they get, yeah. they get lumped together this week to do mm-hmm. a duet if you can even call it that because there are moments where they're doing very opposite things yeah um but yeah six yeah six when i 
when I was watching this episode, like with them being six, and then even Maddie's what eight, yeah, seven or eight. She's not that much older. I, like Abby gives Mackenzie and Vivi a duet together this week. She's like, I think Vivi's fine, whatever. And I don't know if you if you caught this, but Abby tells uh, Kathy, "You can run the music." And she's like, "Maybe you want to grab a stool." Yeah, <laughs> she sits by the little like the stereo. The stereo. She's like, beep, beep. "Push the buttons." Yep, hilarious. So then she dismisses Kathy, um, and Kathy goes up to the observation rooms and is introduced to the mobs. the The energy shift. Is in is palpable through a ten years of time and be yeah. through the TV screen. Like yeah. you can feel the the shift yes. of these moms just like sizing her up to take her down. It's crazy. Uh, and Kathy's like, "What are you guys doing?" And the moms are rhinestoning the costumes. Mm-hmm. And Kathy's like, "Oh, we have someone at my studio who does that." And she goes, "We're a lot more organized than you guys are here." <laughs> very awkward i was very uncomfy during that whole thing like she goes upstairs and it's like all right time to start some drama yeah try time to be a problem stir the pot you guys suck i'm more organized (laughs) goodbye she's a tornado of a human being and that spoiler alert never stops (laughs) um maddie's given a solo called cry chloe's given a solo called a baby mine they're working on them and we hear a lot from melissa and christy about the difference but what the perceived difference Mm -hmm. and now listen i have not done a deep dive to let you know to know enough about what's going on so i don't know if maddie was given extra lessons or if christy i don't i don't think christy's lying i think what she means is maybe something like oh if someone can't come to their lesson abby calls maddie first to see if she wants that spot and then chloe or like what the deal is Mm -hmm. um but Maddie says that she dances seven days a week from four until 10, mm-hmm. 4 PM to 10 PM. And usually doesn't get home until 1145. She is eight years old. Yeah. That's insane. That's crazy. I don't want to do anything from four to eight as a 25 year old adult. Right. That is, that's just crazy to yeah. me. Um, and Maddie and Mackenzie are in these talking head interviews together and Mackenzie's just rolling her eyes. You know, she's, you know, swinging her legs from the chair and being like, I'm a child, I want to go home. Um, and so after this conversation, we hear a lot of, from Christy about, about this perceived difference and she gets upset. And then we see Christy and Chloe working outside and dancing on their porch. And Christy's talking about how she gets more attention and, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, so then, so we cut back to the room kathy is still dogging on the moms about how unorganized they are of course sees that they're applying stones makes a stoner joke lol so creative so funny (laughs) duh um christy and so then christy starts talking about something that i would love to for her to just keep talking about this and just see where this goes because she says she has to do all these things at home before her husband gets home yep can your husband not clean? Or if your husband is not a person, you know, if he has a really stressful job and doesn't want to clean when he comes home, can he not just understand that there's mess? Because Christy has another kid. Right. That's yeah. like a toddler. Yes. So is her husband that dense? Does he not understand that mess happens when you have children? I don't know. There's a lot of conversation in this that we now in 2021 know is problematic. Mm-hmm. And we know a lot of the comments that these moms make are filtered through the male gaze. Mm -hmm. Like at one point, do you remember what Christy says to Chloe about her costume? I heard you go like, (laughs) yeah, she was like, Oh, I wrote it down. How would your dad feel about that costume? It, my soul leaves my body. It just makes me so uncomfortable to think, well, let's go show this to your dad. And if your dad starts to get hot and bothered, it's too much. That, that is so that, ass backwards to me. That's like kind of, I think one of the reasons I had so much trouble answering your question when you asked me how I <laughs> felt about the costume, because it's like, oh, there's just so many things. Yeah. Like, I think that, let me see what I wrote down. Oh, later when they're at the competition and they're talking about how the girls are walking through the lobby in their costumes, and they're like, and the men are turning around and looking at them. That's when I was like, Okay, 
like I stop. Let's stop. Like you, you know, as a parent probably feel that you, let me see what I wrote down. Like there's a difference between protecting your child from feeling like they need to sexualize themselves Mm -hmm. and like they're dancing and everything when they're eight years old. Like Mm -hmm. that, that's a problem. That is a problem. That is a problem. Mm -hmm. And then holding them accountable for how grown men react to that. Yeah. That is But it the the men don't even like so many things do not need to be part of the conversation. That that how do how do you feel knowing that your dad might sexualize your friend at a dance class? That should not even be a part of this conversation. Mm-hmm. You should tell your child you should ask your child, do you feel comfortable in what you're wearing? Exactly. And if the child genuinely says yes, let's talk about it. Why? Is it, do you like the color? Do you like the fact, because also so many of these kids don't even know what that is. Yeah. And that like attitude. Maddie's mom said that she's like, I don't don't even know. I don't think Maddie knows what the word sexy means. Like she just thinks that she's doing another dance. Yeah. Like we need to unpack the reasons why your child feels upset or empowered. And how can we redirect those in a way that's not going to give them body dysmorphia? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, It, there's yeah. just it, the male gaze does not even need to be a part of this question. Yeah, it because it's not important. It's like so many other things. The male gaze in this situation not important. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. That's not a yeah. part of this problem. Yeah. It's just so frustrating to me to hear them say that the only reason why they're upset with the costumes is because their dads might, you know, feel tingly. That is disgusting. Or like the men in the lot. It's there should there are so many other things wrong with these costumes mm-hmm. before we even get to the man. Right. Yeah, that's why I kind of hesitate to be like, I think those costumes are wrong because I, you sure. know what I mean? Like, we need to have a, a reason outside of there are gross men in the world because they're, spoiler alert, they're going to be gross men everywhere all the time, always, mm-hmm. forever and ever, amen. Yeah. So, and if the past is any indicator of the future, the gross men are not going anywhere. So, I think there are other reasons. And what I would like to talk, what I want to know more about is why Abby is so adamant yeah. about these costumes. She is not taking any sort of criticism from anybody at all. Mm-hmm. And if you feel bad, go to a different studio, which that idea gets so convoluted and twisted throughout this whole thing. To a certain extent, I understand what she's saying, but at the same time, you should learn to take criticism. If all of your moms, except Kelly think that you're endangering their children you should stop. You should look inward. Yeah. Also, there was a conversation that happened on the Dr. Phil show a, a while ago about, because it was like, tr- this is a trigger warning for sexualization of children, by the mm-hmm. way, because this is, this, I don't know. It's just a, a conversation that needs to, um, needs to happen. But there was a conversation on the Dr. Phil show a while ago about someone who had taken still images from the show toddlers and tiaras Mm -hmm. and uploaded them to certain shady websites on the internet. And the conversation was between the mom of the victim, the child Mm -hmm. and the owner of the website. And the website owner was saying it's on TV. It's Mm. at a certain point. It's um, fair use. So if you, the mom are putting your child on TV it's fair, it's quote unquote fair game to, to anybody. And like this, this should never have been on TV. In my opinion, this episode could have been cut and we never would have known anything was missing. Yeah. This just should, it shouldn't have been up because the male gaze isn't going anywhere. It shouldn't be the motivation for changing your behavior, but it's still there, yes. right? It's still, it's yes. still the worst of the worst. It's always going to be there. Um, and second of all, like this is jumping all the way to the end. They don't win. Because the judges right. know that the costumes are not in line with um, age-appropriate yes. artistic expression. Exactly. I don't know. It, it's just so frustrating to hear Abby say, well, I'm preparing these girls for the real world. <laughs> Revisit that idea when they're 16. Revisit that idea when they're 18. Mm-hmm. Maybe not when they're six. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it kind of goes back to what I said last time about how dancers lots of times have trouble viewing their body like 
objectively because Mm -hmm. like the whole gig is just watching your body in the mirror totally and how that was upsetting to hear abby perpetuate that in her language it's kind of the same deal in a way with this Mm -hmm. like it's sad to me that she was reinforcing those ideas so strongly when they were seven years old right like that's that's upsetting and that's irresponsible of her right not because you know of a grown adult wearing blank is wrong or inappropriate like that's not the conversation it's like these are children yeah that that's the yeah that's the conversation here any any opinion about what the dancers were made to wear in this episode is not about like that type of clothing or dancing Mm -mm. in the world it's about they're seven years old right right yeah it and it i think it all yeah I don't know what I was going to say, but it, it there's a lot to unpack with this whole episode. Um, in thinking back about Christy, she has, I don't want to say she has a meltdown. That's such a gender term. You would never say a man had a meltdown. You would say, you know, people mm-hmm. say that about women. She gets frustrated and she gets, she cries a little bit out of frustration. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, she has um, a moment of just like vulnerability. I think that that is not usually common, especially at the studio. Um, because she's saying like nothing ever gets, nothing at home ever gets done when it's supposed to. Chloe needs to eat dinner. She's behind on her homework. I have another kid. I have a home, like all of these things. And so Christy goes to the front desk where Abby is and says she's going to take Chloe home. And Chloe is looking back and forth between Abby and her mom, which to me is so sad because it's like she doesn't know who's more important in her mm-hmm. life when the choice should be very obvious. Mm-hmm. Should be very obvious that your mom is more important than your dance teacher. Like, I don't know. And Abby says like, all right, if you want to leave, leave. And so they get out to the car and then Christy and Chloe have a moment of like, do you want to stay? Do you want to go home? Christy leaves Chloe at the studio and she goes home to take care of her things at home. And Chloe, she says something about, I'll like, I'll get someone to take you home. So either someone's coming back or Melissa or whoever's going to take her home. Um, but before she, before she actually pieces out, Christy says, if Chloe wants to leave, they should probably pull her solo. So who, so you want to pull her? It was very confusing mm-hmm. to me. Who wants to leave? Is it you? And eventually, you know, she's the one who leaves and Chloe stays. But for a moment, it's very confusing of like, do you want her to stay or do you want her to go? Because you were just two frames ago complaining about how your child doesn't get enough attention. Yep. So which is it? I don't know. It's very, and I also, (laughs) Lifetime and TLC both and other, other channels, but mainly them, are, they're so exploited, exploitative exploitive i think it's exploitative whatever they exploit people on purpose uh-huh. all the time yep so if there's even like oh i smell some tears we're gonna get the mobile cam and just jog on out to the parking lot and watch her cry yep when in reality if that i think if that moment were handled privately it would not have been even right. part of the episode i'm just like feeling a little overwhelmed can you take chloe home okay bye please <laughs> yes and like that's it and then Chloe says, I'm trying to stay strong for my mom. I wrote that down too. Uh, Sad. Yeah. And then Abby responds with, well, this is your life now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she says, you know who's not leaving? Maddie. So Abby makes that comparison to Chloe's face. Mm. She asks her, you know who's not leaving early? And Chloe says, Maddie. And she's like, that's right. Maddie's in there. So she's reinforcing that comparison to her face. So if Abby ever says that that is self-imposed, it's not. She actively perpetuates that comparison Mm -hmm. constantly, constantly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's the setup. Now we're at the competition. Um, I wrote wrote down, they're worried about the Amish being too shook, which feels bad, question mark. Yeah, all the Amish talk. I was I was waiting for the moment where something like really crazy <laughs> was yeah. said. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were I saying was, like we're feeling... going to Lancaster. It's the land of covered wagons and cheese wheels. Yeah, it's like I'm mm. concerned what they're gonna think. And I was like, ah, mm. tread lightly. Yes. Yeah, it was like he's getting. But they, I mean, that attitude is obviously there. But they never say something super out of left field. So like whatever. But they're very worried about the Amish. Okay, great. 
Um, Kathy, queen of complaining, Vivi's mom, Candy Apples Dance Center owner, yep. queen of complaining. Uh, she's almost in tears because she hates being on the bus. <laughs> and I never, I don't know if maybe you heard, but I never really got a clear complaint. It was yeah. just the concept of being on, on, <laughs> and it's not a school bus. It's like a Greyhound bus. Yes. It's, it's not a, you know what I mean? It's a very comfy, like, you know, relatively yeah. speaking place to be, especially if you're going from Pittsburgh to Lancaster, which yeah. is in the same state. Yeah. It's not that bad. And she's just like, oh, I hate this. I hate being on this bus. Mm-hmm. I hate this. I hate this. Uh, she's like almost in tears. Mm-hmm. When she's like, is it hot in here? Or is it just me? And Melissa goes, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Melissa's like, no, no, just you. Uh, yeah. She's very just cannot and you and at one point abby's like yeah i know i know i hear i i know like turns over her shoulder to say to kathy like i know how you feel about the bus but you're gonna have to get over it uh they're getting ready on the bus when they get there chloe goes first um her musical theater number her solo is wedding themed the costume is so cute Mm -hmm. it's just like it's just like a wedding dress if you shrunk it and her little like headpiece fascinator that she's wearing her little bouquet of flowers she looked like a doll. So, so cute. She performs really well. Christy's really happy. Abby's like, it was good. You know, whatever, we move on. Mm-hmm. Maddie goes next. She talks about how in the wings when she's waiting for the competition, or for, excuse me, for her slot in the competition, she's like sizing up the other kids. Mm-hmm. So already at seven years old, she is learning that the only way to achieve anything is to compare yourself because you're right. better. It's not good enough to be good on your own exactly. and good individually. Yeah. It's I'm only good if I'm better than the next person, mm-hmm. which is hard. And then Maddie is dancing. Melissa is weeping <laughs> and her, her solo is called cry. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, so this is about Melissa. Yeah. Who is always weeping. Every time her daughter dances, she's just like, <laughs> like, weeping cut to Mackenzie like asleep on the bus (laughs) like (laughs) she's just like wandering around the convention center like mom yeah she like goes up to the concession stand and she's like my dog my mom gave me five dollars to go away can I have a coke like yeah she's like I don't really care about my second child I care about Maddie um before the awards Abby Lee Miller herself says that the two are neck and neck she says that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that tone immediately changes after the awards, mm-hmm. but she says beforehand that they're neck and neck. Maddie wins first. Did Chloe win anything? Was she, did she, I'm not, did she win? Did she know. place? Melissa's one of the producers. They didn't even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who Melissa, knows? Melissa was like, Oh, Maddie won. Okay. Okay. Let's pack it up. Yeah. Let's wrap it up guys. Uh, she looks like she's holding a trophy when they walk through the lobby. So I wonder if she won something like, like best costume or something i don't know <laughs> you're like just off the top of my head best I, costume oh, i was thinking best in show but then i was like that's for pigs that's something else but like i don't know she was holding a trophy i don't know maybe it's unrelated but we don't hear anything about chloe we just hear maddie got first place and abby is like duh i'm like wait i thought just a minute ago they were neck and neck whatever uh but kathy is is prepping vivi and Vivi says sometimes, and she, uh, this is, I'm really not trying to make fun of her when I'm saying this. This is just the way her speech pattern was as a child. She does the thing where she has a difficult time articulating ours, mm-hmm. which somehow makes everything she says even sweeter and more <laughs> yes. endearing. But she says that sometimes she would rather stay home than go to a competition. <laughs> just like so innocently, like, no, I don't really want to be here. You're like okay and Kathy's like my dad is a star like, she really doesn't want to be here um do you have any thoughts about their performance about like what you saw oh I mean I thought it was sweet and cute you know but it was just kind of like uh like why what you know just just why what, what's the I understand maybe it's like an intro into the competition world but also I'm like they, these, these ladies are six years old. Like, yeah, and they stand for like four beats before yeah. moving yeah. many, many times. Yeah. Um, uh, did I, you catch where Kathy is like, I'm really nervous for Vivi, but she's like her mother. Gorgeous, talented, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> Kathy. Um, 
so they perform and it, it really does look like something that was done like in someone's garage mm-hmm. on like summer vacation oh yeah <laughs> yeah like, let's do a dance yeah, yeah that's when yeah my best friend in elementary school would come over and be like let's do a dance yes to show your very, mom when she comes to pick yes, you up yes it's yeah. very that uh and then kathy says the most backhanded compliment i've ever heard in my life she says she was really afraid that when Vivi and Mackenzie were put together, that Mackenzie would be just head and shoulders above Vivi. Um, but that's not the case. Yeah. It's it, like, huh. <laughs> okay. An interesting way to phrase that. Sure. 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 She's like, I was afraid that people would be talented. Turns out they're not. <laughs> She's crazy. Um, ugh, let's see. Okay. So now we get to the group number. Ooh. Beginning with the painting of the abs. Yes. Yes. She says either sit down and do a hundred sit-ups or paint abs on because we can see. And like, it also deserves to be said that a lot of times in dance attire, a two piece is just really common. Yes. Yeah. Right. And, and is that in, like in the competition world? Yeah. Is that out of necessity? Do you think, or is it like a style thing? Um, I, I, I'm not super familiar with competition, so I can't really speak from experience, but I would say that does not feel like a necessity. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You could just diff- use a different I'm, material in between. Yeah, well, because like every dancer of every style dances in tights and a Leo. Like, yeah. It's, you know. You don't not, need to see their stomach. Right. That's not a necessity. Right. Yeah. Um, so she tells him to paint the abs on because it's a two-piece costume. Um, again we get this conflict back and forth, back and forth. Christy says she's afraid of the mixed messages and then straight up just mentions the male gaze by saying these men in the part, in the parking lot, in the lobby are like looking at our children when they walk by. And I kind of wanted, well, I didn't, but in theory wanted some more info on that. Cause I'm like, should you report something? Yeah. Like if there's something uncomfy going on there that should be reported to somebody yeah totally totally anyways another conversation (laughs) yeah also i don't know how many i would be concerned if there were a lot of men at a dance competition period you know i don't know i'm not a competition dancer but i did color guard when i was Mm -hmm. in high school and there were not a lot of men at those things Mm. there were like a few you know, begrudging dads and like the judges may one of them maybe was a band director who was a man, but like that mm. wasn't a place that, so I don't know. It, I don't know. I don't know if that even makes any sense. It's just weird for them to be like all the men at this dance competition. And it's like you said, like, I don't know that I feel like that would just kind of be a strange occurrence for a lot of men mm. to be there. I don't think that they're lying or anything. It's just like, why are there so many men here? Um, and I also said, it's not like we see the full look, right? We get the reveal. Yes. We get the moment the of hair. all of them walking down the stairs in one line. It's the hair. It's the makeup. It's the music too. Like all of these things put together makes for a number that is appropriate for someone in Moulin Rouge. It is not appropriate for seven-year-olds Correct. at StarQuest. Yes. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Exactly. Um. I'm also wondering if this choice was informed by Kesha mm-hmm. because her first album, her animal album mm-hmm. came out the year before. Interesting. So I'm wondering if maybe this like, uh, because Kesha, you know, when she was first breaking through her image was very much like stay drunk. So you never have a hangover. Yes. You know, the frizzy hair, the like really dark glittery makeup, like that was kind of her gig for a while. Uh-huh. So I'm wondering if they, a, um, if this was informed by that cultural yeah, moment. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, because I thought, I looked at them and I was like, that looks like something Kesha would wear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, her, not now, but like, you know, back in the day. Um, these overlapped <laughs> crowd noises of like, <gasps> what? You know, like, the, <laughs> like that obviously yeah. is so just. It's like the burning That's sound from from the last episode. Yeah, like, yeah. The like crowd gas. Like, give yeah. me a break, guys. Give me a break. We're all, we would be shocked without those noises, right? Like, you don't need to put that right. in there. Uh, lifetime, we yeah. get it. Um, Chrissy looks like she's gonna vomit. Mm-hmm. Not um, undeserved because the dance is a lot. Yes, 
I it's I'm with you. This episode does not feel like it needed to be aired. No. Yeah. Like it, the only reason it was was for for drama, and it's the right. second episode of the whole series. So if it's immediately polarizing, it's going to pull in an audience. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't feel. And like I don't even think the show Toddlers and Tiara should have ever been mm, I'm on not TV. Familiar with that show. It's like um, beauty pageant mm. stuff for children. Interesting. It's not good. This was also the same time as like My Strange Addiction too. Mm. Truly, just any sort of exploitation opportunity, TLC and Lifetime were like on it. They were doing. I think they were doing the the Duggar family stuff. Mm-hmm. That was also at the same time. Plathville, the Plath family stuff was also at the same time. So it's just like, whatever people will think is interesting deserves to be on national television. And that's not the case. We don't need these underage children in a situation that they don't even understand. Right. We just don't. We just we don't just need don't. that on TV. We just, we really don't. Uh, so the group doesn't even place. They start, I think the announcer starts at like fifth or fourth. Mm-hmm. They don't even place at all. Not a surprise. And Nia comes up to her mom and she says, maybe it was a little inappropriate. <laughs> and her mom is like, very well said. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I said that hot and exciting, upsetting or choices to describe this group. Yep. Uh, so Holly and Christy, after the awards, or lack thereof, Go to confront Abby. Why are you doing this after the fact? If you felt this way, you should have said something before mm-hmm. your child was put in this compromising position. Again, I'm not a mom. Right. But like, why on earth would you be like, I have this opinion, but I'm going to keep it to myself. If you felt this way, you should tell Abby way before they even get up there. Yeah. What, and what good is this going to do? Yeah. It's weird. I Like, I understand, you know, that... Every person that we see on the show is just, like, the caricature of themselves they do to perpetuate the show. And I understand that. But, like, if you're going to play into the drama to make some money, don't do it at your child's expense. Period. It's kind of how I felt about that. Yeah, totally. After the fact isn't doing anything except the drama. You, If you really want to play into the drama, do it beforehand. Have a fight with her before all this happens. But... After they don't place, because then it also looks like you're only upset because your kid didn't place. You should be upset about this regardless. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be like, well, they didn't lose. So obviously you were in the wrong. Let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. It should be whether or not this is a competition, anything. This conversation needs to be had. It's very strange. Um, I did write down Holly is a queen. Uh, Constantly. Because she was just like. Principal Holly. I mean, so diplomatic mm. and kind. Very just like, succinct. like, here's how I'm feeling mm. because of this. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, I'm feeling upset. I need to step away. Yes. She doesn't scream. Mm-hmm. She doesn't yell. She's just like, this isn't going anywhere. I'm going to leave. Abby says this really weird thing where she's like, you know what's really weird, Christy? Your daughter enjoyed it. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I've got questions mm-hmm. about that phrase. It's okay if she enjoys it. That phrase, I have issues. Mm -hmm. Issues with that phrase. Don't understand why it's being inserted here. Um, Because who cares what the kid's like? She's nine. Her opinion doesn't matter. In this this context, whether or not Chloe enjoyed the costume does not matter. She doesn't know what's going on. We talk about this all, all the time about kids and about the growing process. At a certain point, kids' brains, when they're first born, are squishy. Mm-hmm. And your brain doesn't get, um, isn't stable until you're like 26, 27, right. you know, whatever. Her brain is too squishy to understand what's going on right now. She's not developed enough to understand the nuance of what's going on. So whether or not she enjoyed it is irrelevant. So mm-hmm. why are you bringing that up, Abby? Why? That, that's not a good reason. And I also said you shouldn't base your choices as a director on whether or not the kids enjoy the costume. You are the adult. You should make the, the decision based on adult things. You shouldn't be like, I wonder if my students are having fun. That is a great indicator. That's a great litmus test. But that should not be mm-hmm. the guiding point for everything. You know what I mean? Yep. The show very much wants Abby to be a villain. And Abby wants to be a villain. Mm-hmm. 
And this is a great villain episode for Abby because almost all the moms, except for Kelly and Kelly, even she doesn't really talk about how much she's unbothered that often. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like, well, it doesn't really matter. Whatever. Yeah. The other moms are like, you know, freaking out. Right. Um, and Abby's freaking out too. So it's very much a villain episode, excuse me, for Abby. And just like the shock value of just like, oh my gosh, can you believe this is happening on Dance Moms? So anyway, this episode is hard to watch. It's hard to hear too, especially in any context, but especially in a post Me Too context. Yes. This is not good, y'all. Like this is real, real bad news. Mm-hmm. Um. In like in an era where we're just so much more aware of mm-hmm. how we treat our children and the messaging that we send to our kids, yes. this episode was harder to watch, especially compared to last episode where everything was just like sunshine and giggles and right. like look how crazy these moms are. Like this is like right. oh we're endangering children for the sake of clout on TV. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any other thoughts about the episode? I hope everyone involved is okay. And I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah. No, totally, like, totally. Not, not to make light of what happened, you know. Like, yeah. Seriously. Hopefully. I just don't get it. Yeah. And for what? She did all of this. Abby did all of this, this episode. For what? They didn't, you know, they didn't place. So you can't say it's to win because that obviously didn't work. I think it it really, truly is just Abby reminding everyone she's in charge. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. She'll say that throughout the rest of the series. It, she, I think the second episode just wanted to put the TV show on the map so that people are aware of the show. And she wants to remind everybody that she's in charge. Right. And it wasn't even fun. It wasn't even fun <laughs> yeah. to watch. It was just like, this is yeah. just sad and scary. And we just talked about it for now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about something totally different. Um, songs. Oh, that yeah. you think would make a good dance routine on Dance Moms. I'm going to scroll through my Spotify and think here for a mm-hmm. second. Oh, I, and I'm not like a BTS stan. Mm-hmm. I'm not in it like that. But the song Butter, I love that song. I love that song. <gasps> Let me play it for you. Okay. It's great. It's like a nice little, like, it's like, um, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like the most pop song ever. Oh, I'll fast forward a little bit. Ah, I like that. Yeah, it's a fun song. Nice. I think that would be a fun group number. I think it could be cool for like, uh, like turns and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I think yeah. turns are just cool in general. <laughs> I know, right? What about you, song wise? I think we'd get the Buick theme song. <laughs> that's so funny that's so funny that song slaps let me see if i can pull it up play it for the listener the listener at home oh that spin class was brutal well you can try using the buick's massaging seat oh yeah that's nice can i use apple carplay to put some music on sure it's wireless it's something we all like okay hold on what's your buick's wi-fi password buick envision hey a hip-hop routine Nice. I love that song. That song is my jam. <laughs> well, heck, I hate that this episode was such a bummer. Um, let me look next week's episode. Let me look back at the the Dance Moms wiki. A little <laughs> stealing the show. Oh no, this is um, this is an episode that centers around Brooke. Oh, we and seen we have before. not seen her like hardly at all so next week is a very brooke centric episode that is a lot easier to talk about outside of child endangerment it's a lot easier (laughs) be a lot easier to listen to a podcast about too Mm -hmm. so thanks for listening sorry this was such a crappy episode but it's an important conversation to have as as we you know move move into raising a new era of people like Mm -hmm. how do we talk about these things in front of kids Mm -hmm. what do we just not need to talk about in front of kids in general yeah how how can you enjoy and poke fun at a show and still still to be like the the creator of this podcast (laughs) do not endorse what happened oh no oh no yeah no 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 this episode should never have been on tv i'll say that forever it should never have been on tv 
it was not necessary. It was not beneficial. Should not have been on TV mm-hmm. very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to post any pictures of the outfits on the Instagram for this show because that feels gross and they're already out there. So if you are interested in more context for what we're talking about, um, those those are readily available to you. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't think I mentioned this last week, um, but Dance Moms is available for streaming on Hulu. So if you have Hulu and you want to watch along, that's where it is. If you're like, if you want some context, it's the first, it's like one, two, and then like four, five, six or something are on Hulu. And then those last ones or those ones in the middle, I think those are on the Lifetime app. For whatever reason. Okay. So thanks for listening to this. Um, and we will see you next week when we talk when we talk about Brooke and what it's like to be a 13-year-old. Disgusting. Goodbye. Take Bye, Audrey. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>